is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going. Usually, we take December off. That's our time to just relax. Not that the podcast is sore, like taxing or anything like that. <laughs> it just is one thing we have to, one less thing we have to worry about during the holidays. Holidays tend to be like a stressful time for us work and family and all these things so we take the christmas break if you will and we were going to but last week we got done recording and at the end of it we were like oh i guess we should have said something instead of just being like well that's it we'll see you guys they canceled the show (laughs) so we're back one last time in 2022 one more again it's good to be here man i'm excited to to wrap this year up i think it's been a an interesting year the spotify wrapped thing was interesting people really like better ray bill so next year is going to be an all better ray bill podcast <laughs> we're only we're only doing the deep cuts yeah that was interesting that was a good really good issue too yeah. i'm curious why that one spiked yeah i think people just love daniel warren johnson just like we do we review all of his books, pretty much. I think there's only one or two that we haven't. There's one that just wrapped called Do a Powerbomb, which I've heard great things about, so I know we'll review that one. Uh, it was interesting, though. Like I said in the tweet that I put out, it was like an appreciation post. This year, I was super busy with side projects, work stuff, things I had going on. And I know Simon had some stuff going on, side stuff. And the podcast didn't, it wasn't on the back burner, but it was also like, oh, we're just doing it. We're not giving it the old 150% effort that super serious podcasters do, which is just, no, I don't know, talking about it more, <laughs> talking about <laughs> it, shoving it down people's throats. Yeah. So to not be like promoting it hardcore, besides I make one post a week, so not to be promoting it or bugging people about it. I think we did pretty good. We had some growth, which is, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. I got to go to the doctor. Yeah. For my growth. <laughs> Yeah, it was. This year was, we were plagued with a lot of weird technical issues. Yeah. Going through internet problems on both our sides. For what we got, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, and I'm glad we stuck through it. And there's times that I've picked up projects and it's just been like a slog, which it wasn't a slog this year. I'm just saying like any sort of inconvenience. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I quit. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we stuck with it because honestly, at the end of the day, Even if no one listens to the show, I'm happy that people do listen. But even if no one listens, it's just a way that I keep in touch with my friends. I do appreciate everyone that does listen. And uh, next year, we're going to be bothering you about it every single day. So there it is. What else is going on in your world, Tom? Not a whole lot. This weekend was the uh, got involved with an art market. I sold some children's books and some posters of my photography. So that was pretty cool. I got... A couple of figures in. I got the Revolt Tech, Izuku, Midoriya. Yeah, Midoriya. Yeah, I got him, Third. and then I. <laughs> he's pretty cool. And then I got the mask, the one twelve cloth mask figure that they made. Like third party made it. It's pretty Ooh. good. It's one of my favorite comic book characters, man. Uh, is it the movie? Is like a movie version. It's the movie version. 
I'm trying to figure it out. I do have that other that big head head. So that. yeah, I love that one. That you got. I'm gonna try to figure out because it's like the head and neck are one piece. So I don't quite know how to mm-hmm. how I can make that swap. But anyway, that's a it's a pretty cool figure for what it is. I got it in a trade, so I wasn't really out and about trying to get it. And then oh, I got this like the it's the Mesho movie realization mandalorian so it's the one that looks like samurai armor and kind of steampunky yeah i like those yeah i got that one i don't i'm not gonna continue buying anything in that series but i really wanted if i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get like a main character so one of my more favorite characters in the star wars universe right now but other than that really not a lot it's been going on just finishing projects and trying to remember that there's more there's a whole nother year in my mind i'm like december's wrapping up all right we're done oh yeah no, january you just start another damn day <laughs> we did it we had a good run and we did the best we could yeah <laughs> and then i love that I'm, i am someone that does like new year's resolutions and stuff and even if i don't i'm not someone that's like hardcore about it but i'm like oh it's a marker whatever i love the people that are hardcore about it and it's like the last day of the year going into the new year's it's it's not even like a reset. It's just like another day. <laughs> yeah, it changes, and then the year just continues. I think that's funny that you said that. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I've been like that. Working at my previous job, it was always like, oh yeah, okay, I'm almost done. But of course, you still have stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like nothing changes. It's like the same too. Nothing yeah, changes. Yeah. It's like less vacation time between now and that. You won't get any yeah. for a while. If so. we seem a little glib today, it's because of the book we chose to read, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But you got any plans for the holiday season, man? Just trying to avoid being out in public? That's what I'm yeah. trying to not be in traffic. Yeah, that's probably going to be the traffic where I'm from. It's just bad. But yeah, I think I'm just probably going to try to take it easy. I've been this year, man, just project after project for me. I've definitely quit taking things on just enjoy it yeah same i'm gonna try to usually we go home and see all the family and everything for the holidays we got out of it for thanksgiving and it was such a good time and so like relieving that we're gonna try to get away with it again for christmas so we're gonna see if we can pull that off without like all our cars broke down i don't know yeah, what happened we're snowed in <laughs> central texas freeze <laughs> um, but yeah that's all i got i'm excited to simon and i are still going to be working on the podcast we're going to try to get some stuff planned out usually every year we try to do something to where we improve the show the following year and uh, this time i think we're just going to get ahead of the game do some side recordings for other projects and i'm excited to, to get ahead of that but let's talk we're about gonna, some trending topics man yeah we're gonna do next year naked that's our improvement <laughs> I, I like it so Jesus. At first, at first, I thought you were coughing, and I was like, "He's coughing for a long time, but he's not really moving." <laughs> he's frozen. <laughs> There's not a lot of news that came out in the since we last recorded, but everyone or every studio decided to drop a trailer this week. I don't know if you saw them all. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're up to date, but let's talk about your thoughts on each one that came out. First of all, I think. We got Super Mario, a new one. I know we got that teaser, but this was like a full-blown trailer. What'd you think? Yeah, it looks fine. I still don't know. Like, the rest of the voices are great. 
that yeah, I've Charlie Day as Luigi was is freaking perfect, man. Yeah, I know a lot of people are complaining about that, but Chris Pratt is the worst. Like, why did they pick him? <laughs> yeah, and I was talking to my wife about this. I think it's weird that they don't hire voice actors to, or like the voice actors can be attached to a property for decades and people grow to love that franchise associated with that voice actor and then when they have a big budget movie they just hire the most popular current actors and you probably haven't seen it but they had a Paw Patrol movie and that's pointed in my it's important in my family because my kids have watched that nonsense but they hired like all these famous voice actors Kim Kardashian was in it and it's like why why these kids don't know shit about that yeah, it is weird. It is weird. And I know, I think a lot of that started with Shrek when they started hiring regular actors to do yeah. the voiceover. It's like, why do we care about Cameron Diaz to be the voice of this? Yeah. They could have picked Empires this. is good. And Eddie Murphy, those two are good. Yeah, those, they're great. They And they have, they did something to their voices. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she's just Cameron Diaz being Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird to me. And Chris Pratt, I think it's just the it's the weirdest thing. I don't have a problem with Chris Pratt. I know some people do, you know, whatever. He's in that super church now or whatever. I like Chris Pratt. I think he's hilarious. I always have. Uh, but I just think it's a weird choice. Too bad Bob isn't alive, man. That'd be the perfect yeah. voice for it. Yeah. And then John Logazamo <laughs> would be the perfect. Like, that would have been funny. R.I.P. Well, John was not John Logazamo. He's still alive. John Leguizamo, I remember seeing something about it. And while I think that sometimes all that can go too far, as far as he said, it's a step backwards. Why are you hiring two white guys to play Italian? So I was like, okay. I I do see where you're coming from. But it's also like Mario Brothers, so it's always been a white guy. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know. I don't even have a problem. I'm not Italian, so maybe I'm not the voice (laughs) that needs to be speaking about this. But I just think you got the most basic guy to play Mario. And maybe they didn't want to get the guy that did it in the cartoon because it's like too stereotypical Italian. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they would have done it too much. And I get that part of it. But I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure this movie's going to make a zillion dollars. Yeah, I'll go see it. It looks good enough. Mario Brothers. It it looks pretty good to me. There's those people on the internet that are like the MCU guys. They watched uh-huh. it and they were like so excited about the trailer until I saw Princess Peach have her Mary Sue moment where it's just repeating. <laughs> I thought it was the most bizarre tweet. It was like, it's Ray Skywalker all over again and it's Bo Peep from Toy Story 4. And I was like, what? what? what the, why has Mary Sue become such a popularized term? It's well, People just hear it and then they just apply it to what their argument to make it. I don't know. It's another one of those words that just fall by the wayside. They don't mean anything anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, and I was like, if you if you are watching these prop, because let's be honest, this is for kids, man. Mm-hmm. They add some elements in for adults, for like nostalgia and things like that. It's for kids. It's a kids movie. If you're watching trailers for kids movie and then being like hypercritical about, and comparing it to other kids movies that, I don't know, don't fit into your box of what, they want Princess Peach to just be this damsel in distress or whatever. Get with the times, man. It's okay. We've seen that a zillion times in the whole Mario existence. 
let's do something different, man, for this movie. And I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but I don't know. I just think it's weird that if you really care that much about like kids cartoons, you should probably just take a step back. Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, the Princess Peach is she's been part of the main cast. She's not always a damsel. She hadn't been a real damsel since Super Mario. That's what I'm saying. Well, she's I guess been Mario a, she's, 64, but whatever. She's had a lot of different situations and games where she's a an active member in like this Mario team. Yeah. I think it looks great. It's again, it's gonna make a zillion dollars. It doesn't matter. These guys just use movies and shows like this for hate views and clicks and stuff like that. Maybe that's what we should start doing. I'm totally kidding. Just like hate farming. People listening because yeah. they hate us. Clickbait. I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. Lots of characters though, man. I didn't I forgot Donkey Kong was gonna be in it until the trailer. Totally forgot yeah. about that. When they had this like Mario Kart scene, which was really cool that they add like different elements through uh, like the Mario franchise. We saw Funky Kong, I think that's his name, to do with the Yeah. So I'm sold. I'm sold on that. Funky just, Kong with the surfboard. It just looks good, man. I'm excited about it. I'm sure yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. There's nothing at stake with the Mario Brothers movie. Until you find out that Kanye West is voicing Cranky Kong. <laughs> they just kind of yeah. let him. They let him just talk off the cuff. It's gonna get a little problematic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what other trailers came out? Guardians of the Galaxy three. We finally see. It. Did you watch the holiday special yet? Yeah, I did. What'd you think about it? Man, it was cheesy as hell, man. But it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, people are like. So before we're just gonna talk about this for a brief second because we didn't last week, but. Before I watched it, everyone was online like, oh my god, Marvel did it again. They need to change their format to do more specials like this. That's This was so touching, and it was just so amazing. And I watched it, and I was like, dude, this is corny. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, just corny. This is the... This is, I could have not watched And I didn't hate it. It was fine. I liked yeah. the songs in it. It was just fine. But I could have not watched it. And, and all yeah. It just that's fine. I wasn't, I'm not missing any big pieces of the yeah. MCU, but not watching. Yeah. That. So I just, I don't know. It's weird because I do fall in the middle, not even in the middle. Those, the MCU guys are way out there, but also those hardcore Disney adults are equal to me. Like how they just love everything, no matter what they put out. It's just like amazing. It's just okay. And sometimes yeah. it's okay to, to say things are fine. Yeah. You don't have to be a shill unless you're getting paid. Which, yeah. I, if we were getting paid, I'd say everything was great. I don't care. Yeah, I'd get a tattoo of Guardians of the Galaxy on my chest. <laughs> I don't like Drax in the MCU. I think he's funny, but I just, if he dies in this, which we'll talk about in a second, if he dies in this movie, I'm going to be like, eh. they. I feel like they've old. changed him. He, he used to be lighter. He's getting darker. Which he, yeah. I, like he was like, he's like Indigo. In the holidays, yeah, he, was, he was like green, and now yeah. he's turning into a dark gray. Yeah, interesting. Nicole, maybe he has like, space cancer. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. He's turning into a rock. Yeah. So the Guardians of the Galaxy three trailer dropped. Yeah, and man, Most... she's making people cry out here. Yeah, having a hard time. Yeah, Not really. The Marvel stuff—they just 
obviously something's going to happen, but they manipulate all the footage that they have stuff that's probably not going to be in the movie. Yeah, so you have them like carrying Drax. He has a hole in his chest, it looks like. And then you cut to Star-Lord screaming. You cut to a scene of like Mantis screaming. So it leads me to believe that everybody's probably going to be fine. Rocket's probably going to die. Just makes the least amount of sense. I'm most sad with seeing the little baby raccoon. Yeah, <laughs> about to get, that's about to get tortured and turned into... Yeah. It makes the least amount of sense. And I don't know. I have no idea who's going to die. I'm not even speculating. But for me, it makes the least amount of sense to kill off the CGI characters. Just get a different voice actor. No one's... Man, I love Rocket the Raccoon in the MCU because Riley Cooper does such a great... It's fine. Get a, voice, a cartoon voice actor. But you guys don't pay them anything. So get them in there for $30,000 or whatever. And... That's it. Why kill off a CGI character? I guess a little bit of the budget, but. Yeah, I don't know. Did you, so I didn't know this until recently, but there's like, they actually do have people that come in and interpret or impersonate voices for lines that were missed or BO that's put in afterwards. And there was a guy that that's what his several people, that's their whole gig is if RDJ missed something, they'll have this guy come in. So they're like impersonators? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have him come in and do a line reading, and that's it. Damn, that's tight. That's a cool job. Man. It's like Tom Hanks's brother. It does a lot of his does a lot of his voiceover work for yeah, video games and stuff like that. They're like, hey, Tom. So I know we said we wrapped, but we have a few lines that we need you to come in and dub over. And he's like, I'm not doing that shit, man. I'm across yeah. the world with my wife, hanging out. My brother's not doing shit. Have him go do it. Yeah. He sounded alike. So I'll do it for 250000 And they're like, hey, how much yeah. your brother doing right yeah. now? He's I'll like, at for Sear- a- he's at Sears working. <laughs> I'll do it for half a sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. I don't know. What do you think about Groot in Guardians, the holiday special? Oh, I mean, he his head looks so large. Yeah, I think he looked like a he looked like a Disney like when you go to the amusement park he looked like one of the characters that you walk up and take a picture next to. Yeah, a little bit, and I don't know, I don't have a real problem with it, but it's funny because he looks like a grown baby, where it's like he was <laughs> yeah. the little baby one, and then he was he's the like a teenager, skinny the teenage. teenager, and now he's like mid adult or year old Groot or whatever. But yeah, he yeah he got couldn't... buff. Yeah, but now his face looks back at that dumb baby face. <laughs> and also, why would you pay? That's what I don't understand. A character like, we talked about it a second ago, paying these big name actors to voice these roles. Why would you pay Vin Diesel to do the holiday special? You know what I mean? Like, because they credit him in it. So, like, why would you even pay him to do that? Yeah, that's so weird. I can't even remember him talking. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, exactly. We did like those big actors. They're not gonna do it for the sake of doing it. I'm like, oh man, I love that character. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Vin Diesel. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, Bobby Lodge. <laughs> oh man, it looks good. Oh, we got to see Adam Warlock finally. You, yeah, you, you got paid for this. Finally getting paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting paid in muscle milk and fucking steroids. Steroids, yeah. They're just like <laughs> constant. That dude is buff now, man. From he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Marvel yeah, way, he, man. He was he was in the he was in dope sick too, and it was like, what happened? What? 
Yeah, and he was in that that Black Mirror special. Black that Black Mirror special. He just he still looked like a weirdo, but in Dope yeah. Sick, I was like, who's this handsome dude? <laughs> Both guy. Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't know who's gonna die. I think they should just kill them all. Yeah, why not? And then man. No more MCU. Everybody's complaining about not wanting to do it. Zoe Saldana's talking about how she's been trapped in these franchises for the past 10 years. I get it, man. I get like the angsty artist wanting to do something like meaningful. I do. I get it in my core. But also like you're getting paid mil- like mountains of money. <laughs> to- yeah, it's not. She says trap. She signed her contract. Yeah. Just don't sign that contract. Find something and it, else. And again, it's not like she signed the contract and it's like you're locked in shackles and you're doing it for free. You're getting paid like wheelbarrows of just cash. (laughs) You need two more movies, man. And then you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. If you can live in the the means of the real world. How did we get to this? People just, we're just paying actors shit tons of monies and teachers don't make anything. How do we get to this level? I talk about this almost every day with my wife as like a grumpy old man that doesn't that isn't going to do anything about it can't do anything about it and and also feed into that like (laughs) watching all of this mainstream media and there's nothing wrong with it existing but what i'm saying is it's to me as someone who doesn't care about sports i'm the same way about people that play sports professionally i'm like why are we paying this person so much money yeah good for them they should get paid yeah, they should not get paid four hundred fifty million dollars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, speaking of people that should get paid, this guy should get paid. Harrison Ford deserves every dollar. He's mm-hmm. one hundred and fifty years old, and he's doing an Indiana <laughs> Jones movie. Like, good for him. And we're talking about people that are like, "Oh man, I don't ever want to. I'm trapped in this franchise. I don't want to do it." Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford? Listen, man, I got about ten more years. I have some debts that I haven't settled and I don't want to leave them to my family. <laughs> like I don't want my grandkid to be paying for my golden mansion in Hollywood. <laughs> so let me do Indiana Jones. But how much you guys paid me? An infinite amount of money? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And you CGI my body half the movie? Yeah, I'll do it. Fuck yeah. It. <laughs> hey, good for him, but for being able to walk is without a cane or something. I feel, and at this point of his life, I don't know if he's even really, if Harrison Ford's really alive. He got in two plane crashes. <laughs> like He's been in like all these crazy accidents. I think he's, I think it's a Weekend at Bernie situation. And yeah. it's like, Mary and that puppeting him across the... Because he's not known for his like range. Sure, he's right. a good actor, but he's not, he's not known yeah. for like his amazing acting yeah the gravitas yeah he talks he just says he just talks like yeah. this and he's just he a handsome white thing. man that can run yeah. really fast and he does that in all his action movies get off my plane good for him are you are you an indiana jones fan oh yeah yeah i love the i like all of them i don't have i don't really like the fourth one but it's like nobody really liked the fourth one the aliens right and the uh-huh. child buff i was it was too animated yeah. You know what I mean? Everything looked green screen. It's was, it's like they were trying to mimic the magic that they had in the old ones. They like, were trying to mimic like a... But it was a, like a caricature of, of the old ones. Yeah, I don't know. Because I like all the actors in it and everything. I, it wasn't yeah. terrible. And I, I didn't even really care about the alien thing. It's just... Yeah. It was weird. It, it was overly yeah. CGI'd. I saw this funny... So there's... His goddaughter is it's supposedly the next... Or, 
going to take over the mantle or whatever, even if they don't do it. It's like a successor. And they're in the scene where they're talking to all the guys and he has the whip or whatever. And that's a, it's a great scene, but I saw like a meme that someone made and it was like <laughs> talking about what happened to Shia LaBeouf's character. He's like, he died in a horrific accident. And that's all I'm going to say about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, that'd be great if that was a meme. Shia LaBeouf constantly getting killed off from these major <laughs> franchises behind, like off camera. Yeah. I just well, found out that he died in Transformers. His character died, and they talk about it in Transformers. Yeah, yeah, they're like, Sam, would, yeah, they show his face or something, like the file on him. Yeah, poor guy. Good for him, man. He just well, needs to make even Stevens reunion. And Stevens the reunion. That's what <laughs> happens when you, like, pull out your tooth for method acting for Fury <laughs> and not bathing and shit, and everybody thinks you're crazy. Yeah, what a weird... Because he was supposed to be in that movie with Harry Styles. He was supposed to be Harry Styles in that movie. Yeah, but yeah, they wouldn't. But they she, didn't, like, she didn't feel comfortable doing like the hardcore sex scenes with him. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather bang Harry Styles than Shia LaBeouf. But... Shia LaBeouf looks like he smells bad. <laughs> Harry Styles is more of, that has more feminine features. I think that's a plus for me. Maybe, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's something about him that he just looks like he probably doesn't bathe often enough. Yeah, it smells like a jar of piss or something real weird. <laughs> jar of piss. <laughs> speaking of Shia LaBeouf and Transformers what yeah, speaking of a jar of piss <laughs> every, I'm not gonna lie I stopped caring about the Transformers franchise when we went to see it in theaters last time and they had those two super racist Transformers mm-hmm. I was like this isn't for me <laughs> I'm, Man, I'm, I don't know how to read <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had a gold too I was like there's no reason any of this should exist on a planet Light years away. No, there's mm. no reason. Uh, so I stopped caring about it. I didn't even watch the one with the dragons or dinosaurs or whatever it was. They didn't watch it. They're progressively worse. Yeah. I did watch Bumblebee and I did like Bumblebee. Yes. That one's a good one. Yeah. Especially because it had, and then this is going to be a complaint that I have about this trailer. Uh, they had Optimus in Bumblebee. Gen- G1 looked great. Simple. Perfect, in my opinion. All of them looked great. In this, they were like, "Okay, he looked great. We're gonna we're gonna tweak it a little bit, though. Like we mm-hmm. can't just have the same one. So we're gonna tweak it a little bit." I'm just like, "Why?" I don't know why they do that either. Like, why do they have to have these little differences? Yeah, like, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna give him the face from the old Michael Bay movies, but then we're gonna act, actually add another <laughs> set to where he can look like the G1." I'm just like. Why, man? He's always had that. Like all of them, he's had that. Yeah. It gave him lips, which was always a weird choice. But he's always had that field that comes over front. But hey, it's clo- it's closer than it was. He doesn't have flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he's transformed, he looks more like he doesn't in the cartoon. And I'm not even like a purist. Like care. Like it was just so Michael Bay and his. Mm-hmm. That I'm just yeah. glad that they have some sort of nod to the original characters and designs and things like that. I am kind of weird about Bumblebee though, because he'll he was like the new Camaro, and then the last one he was like a Rumblebee Camaro. Then he yeah. was in the prequel, the he's bug. like a slug bug, which is fine. But I just don't know why now it looks like he's back in the '77 Camaro. Why? Because yeah. he he saw himself in a mirror, drove by, and he's like, "Whoa, that's." A- his design is so much better as the Volkswagen. It really is. Transformed? 
Uh huh. Oh my yeah. god. I I guess not transformed. He would just be a slug bug, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he does look way better in Bumblebee. Ah, uh, what do you think about the trailer, man? Hey, it looks cool. The trailer really doesn't show anything. I can't. I looked up what the enemies like the terracons or whatever forge yeah yeah i don't really know anything yeah. about that it looked silly i know that they showed bumblebee like gets straight up stabbed in the trailer yeah but i'm sure he'll be he's fine die. yeah he's gonna but die I, you know how i feel about beast beast wars i love that show so never in my life and i will say this i think it's an easy win for them adding these characters in there because never in my life a huge fan of beast wars as a kid yeah i watched the g1 stuff when you're a kid and you watch old cartoons you're like oh this sucks yeah <laughs> it's like i watched g1 uh, as i got older i appreciated it more especially being such a fan of, of beast wars but it was such a huge part of my childhood i loved it so much and never would have thought that we would have got like a live action version of them so to see optimus primal which i hope they use that name and they don't like try to switch it up uh, to see him on the screen i was just like damn this, this is pretty awesome man cheetor rhinox yeah i really like that they didn't try to make them look like real animals yeah personally i think that was a good choice yeah that didn't work i didn't like in beast wars when at the the first season they all look like real animals and then transform into robots and then as the series progresses they look more mechanical and that's what I like so yeah I, I agree it would have been stupid if there'd have been like a giant gorilla <laughs> and then he turns into like man yeah it never made sense especially with some of the bugs and stuff because they would use like morph morphing and stuff in the 3D animation where things uh, would get bigger or smaller like <laughs> squished into each other whatever yeah their head uh, would be there torso in their robot form yeah but there's no way that their head should be that big yeah actually that's a, so i have some of the newer releases of the beast wars like dinobot and stuff and like when you transform him it has that to where he looks like he has his head split in half right here but his head is tucked into his back they, yeah. there's no way that would have worked no yeah. yeah there's no way i it made me want to go back and watch the Netflix series. I never watched that. There was like a trilogy on Netflix mm -hmm, where, they, good. where they meet the Beast Wars characters. Yeah. I want to go back and watch that. I'm excited about it just for that alone. I don't think it will be life-changing or anything like that. But it's good. It's got, the, it's got the maximals in it. I think this will be a fine movie. Yeah. RC's in it. I've been wondering where she was. Was she in the... <laughs> I don't know. I don't she know. was in the... I think she was in the second one. She was the motorcycles. She looks cool. She looks and I don't know why they do that, too. They'll use a character, and then they'll reuse the character, but it'll be like a whole different form. Yeah. I think it was the second or third one where she was these three motorcycles. Yeah, I think you're right. And then and I, now, the Prowl is the, the sports car? I don't remember. Prowl? Yeah. Or Prowl is he the police car? I think he's... No, Prowl is the police car in... I don't think he's been in the movies. He was the police car. Whatever the sports car is, and this one looks cool. He is. It's a Mirage, I believe. That's kind of a lame name, but it looks cool. They got a lot of fan buzz from like that transforming while you're inside the transformer, and so they like, yeah, we got to put this in the trailer. Yeah, because it just like shifts around. It's cool. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks cool.
I'm excited for it, man. I like Transformers. I'm sure it'll be fine. We got a talking about speaking of fine, we got a new Ant-Man trailer, which wasn't really a lot to it. A lot of just extended, I think, dialogue between him and Kang. I have a feeling I'm gonna really like Kang, man. It's, we talk about it almost every episode. I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Majors. Major so, fan. Yeah, major fan of Jonathan <laughs> Majors. Just seems like a nice guy. There has been some talk about or conversations that I kind of started about Ant-Man's suit mm-hmm. and how like over MCU designed it is in this one. What do you think, man? I saw that just basically. I didn't really notice it because I didn't see the new trailer. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. I did like in the first one how simple it was. and how I loved it, the first one. And I even liked the one in Civil War or the one in the second movie where it was like plain. Uh-huh. Yeah. They said in the first one he couldn't raise his arms. Mm. So they had I to go. I like that suit a lot, man. They had to redo it. But and I just lo- I love that it's like Hank Pym built it as a scientist and not as a superhero guy. So it just it mm-hmm. looks functional, has the button to transform on the glove. I just I loved it, man. Yeah. I think it looks fine. I guess they were like, oh, I guess if he's going to keep being in these movies, we need to make him look like a superhero. Also, I'd like to sell action figures. It's like we can sell a different (laughs) Ant-Fan figure now. Yeah, that's why they do it all anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Times, man. That's all we got for trailers. I don't know if I missed anything, but that's all we got for trailers. They are going to, by the time you listen to this, it will have passed. But... Across the Spider-Verse, the trailer will be coming out Tuesday, December 13th. So yesterday, I'm really excited about this one. It's probably my most anticipated movie in 2023. Not even even close. You still got time. This Wednesday is the 7th, so it'll be next week. Oh, nice. So next week. Man, recording early always throws me off. Yeah, so Tuesday, December 13th. I'm excited about this one. Uh, it's my most anticipated movie it doesn't matter what else is coming out i'm so excited about it yeah um speaking of things that i might be excited about warner bros is closing a big deal to release new animated dc content on amazon what do you think about that man hey i'm cool though it's like why am i what are we paying for here i'm so confused because it's like they they got everything either they got stuff on HBO, the Warner Brothers. They're just going to shut it down. HBO is going down the drain. They're going to shut down that service. It doesn't make sense why they would make a deal with Amazon shit. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's the, right now, they're paying to put it on their own thing, but I guess you get those residuals from another company. Yeah. Paying, so, yeah. I don't and know. If, if Amazon has creative control, which is unlikely, I know that there is a plan. James Gunn said that everything's going to be tied together there's animated shows their shows even their video games mm. i don't know if you saw that everything mm-hmm. in their next 10 year plan is going to be tied together some people they got some backlash people are like oh why are the video game i don't really care i think if they, if they can pull it off that's kind of cool yeah and who cares the fact is that different universes exist in the dc yeah. thing too yeah even with that you could say yeah it's a different universe blah blah blah, blah. easy my my first thought is I miss those old crappy tie-in games. Like every time there was a movie that came out, there was like a tie-in Captain America First Avenger or that Thor, <laughs> the first Thor movie had the crappy mm-hmm. Thor game. I miss those games, man. They weren't good, but 
no i, I liked playing them because they always had like extra stuff even if it wasn't like anime. they definitely had more fan contact I, uh, or fan service but like we had talked about we talked about the x-men origin wolverine it was yeah such the a great greatest, game the greatest x-men movie well x-men wolverine origins the game <laughs> yeah so without a yeah. doubt yeah I think with a little bit of oversight, some of those could be really good. Yeah. Let's see. I was just thinking about something. Oh, did you play just on some gaming news? They released Midnight Suns. Did you play it? I, it it will be here it? on Monday. It'll okay. be here on Monday. I got it through Gamefly. As I talk about all the time, we're not sponsored by Gamefly, but I don't know how long that service will even exist. But it's really hard for me at this point in my life when I'm like a casual gamer to pay $70 for a game that I don't know about that mm-hmm. i might hate so I, I did buy god of war we talked about it last week because i, I assumed that game was going to continue in quality but for something like midnight suns or gotham knights i might hate it and then i spent 70 dollars, and you're not going to return it for and get 70 dollars back yeah so i get it through gamefly so it'll be here on monday i've heard great things about it and i like card games especially when it's assisted through a game system like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to a comic book store and playing Magic the Gathering. There's way too <laughs> much pressure, way too much anxiety on my hand for that. But, like, when it's assisted through a game system, I love card games. So, I'm excited to play it. I've and heard worst, it's... Worst case scenario, I'll just send it back if it's... <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's actually pretty simple. I was worried about... Because I don't like looking at all the stats and stuff and buffs yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's just, I'm just not interested in that at all. But I've heard it's not overly complicated so i might give it a look too yeah and i wasn't going to get it at all but our friend garen got it and he was playing it and so i hit him up and i was like hey man what do you what do you think about it? and he said he was having a lot of fun with it and he's a dumbass so if he can play it <laughs> i'm just kidding he's actually a really smart guy but how garen is with games he's like, oh what he gets like frustrated and confused with, with video games sometimes so if he's having a good time with it i'm sure yeah, i wonder i wonder how many controllers he's gone through <laughs> Right, that's just crushed. Also, just crushed and yeah, on. He's a muscle bound man. Oh shit! That's funny. Sidebar, and I don't know even know if I'm going to put this in the episode, but I recently just because I like to have something in the background to play a little bit whenever because I beat God of War and I'm taking a break before I dive back into like finishing everything. I like to have something in the background to like play, and so I started playing Kingdom Hearts again because it's on the PlayStation Plus thing with the first game, and I haven't played that first game in over 10 years and i have all the the nostalgia and memories of playing it back in 2002 and i'm just like i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i could never get through it i'm playing it and then like the camera mechanics and everything is just like overly difficult only because it doesn't it's clunky so it's like difficult because the camera doesn't move where i needed to move it's just it's so complicated and there's like things and the story is just so convoluted I looked up this video like recap and it was just like I don't want to play I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I never did play I've only played the third one. Yeah. And I don't even think I beat that. But I had just got bored with it. But yeah. the first ones, the times that I did try to play the first one, oof. I would always bad. just get turned off. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And I'm, I'm, I did, my son was watching me, so there's that. And he's, he likes to see all the Disney characters. So I was playing it, but today I was, I'm at like the last 
bit of it. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to play legitimately. Like, you could play it. You're old enough to play it all you want. Do whatever you want. I don't want to play this anymore, man. Um, and I loved that franchise just because, it, again, when it came out in 2002, I played it with my brother. And then, like, I, ca- I continued with the story. But now I'm just like, no, I don't owe these fools anything. <laughs> They're not yeah. like, yeah, no, I give up on that. Mm. That's that. That was my gaming news of the week. But do I? I have Gotham Knights and Midnight Suns coming in on Monday. So I'm curious what I'm you think of Gotham Knights. I'm excited to to play both of those. Yeah, I would like to. I think Gotham Knights is something I'd get like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's a twenty. Bucks then, game. Again, it's low stakes for me because I could just send that shit back. Yeah, and yeah, I will let you know what I think. That's all I really got, man. I don't really know anything that's going on right now. Nah, I don't either. I uh, I got nothing. I finally got my prize. So that's what I, at the beginning of the show, I was telling you about the mask. I traded this guy, this Black Skull Death Brigade thing that I won in the Mesco RumbleCon. They finally sent out all the gifts like three months later. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I remember that. So it was cool. I was like, I don't need five of these. Who wants it? I just, it's brand new. And anyway, he was like, I got some trust to trade. Do you want any of this? I was like, no, I don't want any of that shit. I was like, there's a, <laughs> what's that yellow box in the background? Is that the mask? He's like, yeah. So anyway. That's fine. That's it. So I got that and I got nominated for that Predator picture I took for this Top 5 Friday thing that they do with toy photographers. Whoever gets the most votes gets some kind of prize. I don't know what it is, but. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I shared that on our Instagram yesterday. Yeah, but that's pretty Hopefully much you it. Keep some. Yeah, we'll see. It got more traction than I ever thought. I didn't even think it was that good of a picture. And then I've had some, I had a pretty big Instagram guy. He's got like 50,000 followers. He was like, he reposted it. And he was like, this is, I need this figure now. This picture yeah. is so good. I was like, damn, dude, thanks. Guess how Jeez. many followers I got from that? <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. right, we'll talk about this after, in between, but Instagram is a, is a weird thing. And that's all I got, man. It's the end of the year. We're winding down. We were going to, the original idea for this episode was to finish off our Thick Cut, which is our Patreon show, where we deep dive, we go issue by issue on a series, and we were going to do the end of Nightfall because we're not going to continue Nightfall <laughs> into the new year. But as I've mentioned numerous times, I just don't want to read that book. <laughs> One of my favorite comic book writers posted about the book that we're reading today. And he said it was the best book he read all year. No other book compares. And so I figured, why not finish the year off with that? Yeah. And I'm interested to see what Simon thinks about it. And we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with that. Okay, everybody, it's Michael E. Cullen II. And I'm Sesame Encarta from the All Too Real 2 podcast. We're passionate about movies, TV, and pretty much all things pop culture. Dive into the chaos of failed sitcoms, direct-to-video sequels, and the quirky realms of cinema and TV. Join us every Thursday for your dose of All Too Real 2 entertainment. We'll guide you through debates like whether Howard the Duck qualifies as a superhero. Ponder if Larry the Cable Guy could be the new rock 
or Schwarzenegger. Discover if some shows and movies should have stayed in the cutting room. Ever heard of a sitcom featuring that dictator with the funny mustache? Well, we watched it. We're dedicated to unraveling the peculiarities of pop culture, sometimes with awesome guests. So, if you're into the eccentric world of pop culture, listen and subscribe to All Too Real 2. Available wherever you find podcasts and on Age of Radio. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for giving us a second to catch our breath. This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade, and for the last time of the year, we're going to call it a trade review. This week, we have... No, a... It can never die. Sorry, that was a light reaction. We can't no, kill it off that's this it. year. Shows, shows over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how funny would it be if you were like, no, and then you just like progressively got more angry. I'm tired of calling it that. That's it. I fucking quit and then the podcast just ends. <laughs> oh god. This week, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, Chip Zdarsky, one of my favorite writers in comic books right now, was singing the praises of this book. The book is called It's Lovely at the Center of the Earth, Story and Art by Zoe Thorogood. He said it was the best book he read all year. And I will not say if I agree or disagree with that, but I'm interested to hear how Simon and I compare this book. A lot of times when we read the, before, that's the only reason I picked this book, right? I had no idea if it was in issue form or not. I quickly found out that it wasn't. As Simon and I talked about it off air, I got about halfway through. You could get the feel of the story. So I was about halfway through the story. And I'm like, man, I've been reading for a minute. This this is going to have a rushed ending. Because I originally thought it was 120 pages, which is a typical graphic novel, five or six issues. I remember saying, man, this is going to be a rushed ending. This, they're going to just cut all the stuff off. It might suck. And I look at the issue there, the page count, and it's 100 more pages. <laughs> more pages were left than pages that I had already read and <laughs> had gotten exhausted. So I had to buckle up and get through it. But it, it's a, yeah, it's an original graphic novel. And uh, yeah, let's just talk about it. So cartoonist Zoe Thorogood records six months of her own life as it falls apart in a desperate attempt to put it back together again in the only way she knows how. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth is an intimate meta-narrative that looks into the life of a selfish, art selfish artist who must create for her own survival. And before we get into it, at the beginning of the book, I appreciated it. Not that it's like for me, but I know some people out there get triggered by certain things it has a trigger warning at the beginning and i think that i just i'll just read it at the beginning of this and for the sake of someone listening zoe wrote this book includes personal discussion and depiction of suicide and self-harm while i hope this book may serve as a comfort to some its content may be triggering make sure you are in a comfortable place before reading and remember that the sun always rises on a new day thank you and mm -hmm. i think the same goes for this episode if this is if that's a topic that you're not too comfortable with, fair warning, we're going to talk about it because that's what this book is about. Initial thoughts. It's a lot. This is it's hard to not break down this entire 200 page book page by page. We're going to try to uh, keep this short and sweet for you guys on this last episode of the year. It's hard to believe that this was only that Zoe was the only artist working on this because uh -huh. she has so many different styles. She's, yeah. She seemingly can do everything. Yeah. The main part of the artwork really reminded me of 
what is it jun jun junji ito like that horror the japanese horror artist yeah so that's all i could see there but it's extremely detailed but then even when she does like a low detail whatever it's so well done it's insane yeah yeah but the way she depicts herself is just so interesting (laughs) so i I was just uh, thoughts as they come to me as going through the pages again the entire time i find this book relatable right Mm -hmm. a lot of things that she goes through are things that i personally go through a lot of thoughts about being an artist Uh, not saying that i'm even on the same level she is but i'm just saying as an artist someone that considers himself an artist thoughts that i go through and just like personal stuff that i go through and like how i am in my own head and I was just like the whole time. I'm just like, damn, I relate so much to this. And then there's a page where she's at a convention and fans of her books are coming up to her and they're just like, oh, this is relatable. This is, this is <laughs> relatable. And I was like, I don't want to be annoying about it. But it just, it, a lot of this stuff resonated with me, man. And I think I get it where Chip Zdarsky and other people have said this is the best book they've read this year because it felt like one of the most original storytelling a way to tell a story that we've never seen before in a book in my opinion yeah it's very meta as we mentioned in the synopsis but it's it's so much more than just breaking the fourth wall it's really diving deep into like her psyche and how she thinks how she feels i don't think i've ever read a book that does it this well that's there's so many weird things along with that she she depicts herself as different personalities or different pieces of herself yeah so every time she's talking to herself there's actually like a cartoon version or like this weird just wimp diary of a wimpy kid looking yeah thing. he's he's so great because i feel like he's the i feel like he's the realist of the group not pretty his thought process it's not cookie cutter the what the things he says but it's like hey you're writing this book as a way to keep yourself from killing yourself to you want to be a different person at the end of this journey but you also want people to read it so people aren't going to read this at the first interaction between those two he's this is a comic book can you be can you talk about these things and be fighting like a giant space monster at the same time yeah i just thought that was really cool man yeah, it's really great. But even she's she has her realistic depiction of herself, but there's also a slightly less realistic version of her, maybe more idealized. And then she has she has a personified depression, which really pulls the horror vibes, the Junjo Ito thing that I noticed. <clears throat> but what one of the things that I really love is how she draws other people. She rarely they have animal heads or something like yeah. that. Like there's rarely another human looking yeah. person in the story. Yeah, I agree. And it just, I don't think I've ever read a story that felt this personal. Man. Yeah. This is a, she's currently in the midst of all this working on a book called rain that came out last year. Wildly successful. People love it. And it's in the background of this. And I think it's great, man. And all these characters that she's written are like also part of her. And it's just, I don't know, man. Lots of, and some of the things that she adds to it are like extremely personal. And that's, I think it adds to that feeling. Even if it's like a sketchy doodle that she just did. Like in one instance, there's just that guy 
with a shirt on that says thinking about boobs and killing myself and the skateboard says piss on it and it's just like i've yeah. doodled stupid stuff <laughs> randomly that i would never feel comfortable like putting out in a major publication and i don't know it yeah, just helped add the how personal <laughs> it felt there's little wieners hanging out too <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but there's yeah. also it's funny even the details of the level so she'll often depict herself as this bald just yeah. very boring like it's crazy you see all the details everywhere else but her head is just like a round ball very much like uh one punch man when he's yeah. just being weird or like um, he's a diary one be kid like he looks like that he just has a round head no distinct features in the body at all yeah but then I'm talking about when she'll put it on herself, right? So she'll have oh, a yeah, fully yeah, yeah. rendered yeah, yeah. body, but then this little round head. But even in that, she has one section where it's like a painting. And it's those it's like those moments in SpongeBob where they have like the pause and the noise <laughs> or whatever noise. Yeah. It's so strange, but I really I can't say enough good things about that, those parts of it. Like yeah. the so yeah and there was again i talked about earlier there was like these fourth wall breaks that are more than the fourth wall breaks it's just it seems like she just illustrated a journal essentially because yeah. she talks about how she doesn't want to do it anymore and she's like hey the next few pages you can just do whatever you want with it i don't care and then it's like like starts over and it says written by zoe thoroughgood and, and then you're supposed to like write your name and then do whatever you want for the next page i thought that was clever whether it's yeah. like a little cheeky, I thought it was clever. We have uh, it, it was a heavy book though. What did you how'd you vibe with the how heavy it was? You and I both have dark days, yeah. and uh, today probably wasn't the best day to read this. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After you're like tired from the whole weekend, yeah, tired, and I just get to get down on myself. Yeah. But it's so honest, it and is. even the way she. Later on in the book, she has this depression that's hovering around her, but it doesn't look malicious. It's just there. And it does have an Edo, like, it's perfect, uh, Edo monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the eyes look in two different direction, uh, yeah. directions and has big teeth. Yeah. There's one part later where it's like her depression speaks to her and he says, I'm not the reason people don't like you. But, yeah. Like, you're choosing, basically, you're distancing yourself. It's not me. Yeah. It's not me. I'm not the reason why you're not happy. It's because you don't want to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's crazy. Yeah, that kind of kicked me in the gills. There was another time where she was like meeting with the people of Image Comics and they invited her to the center and then she's riddled with self-doubt and she's there are moments where she picks herself up and she's they keep calling her the future comics, whether that really happened or not. It's like a thing where they're saying like they're adding a lot of pressure to who she is. And Mm -hmm. She's like, what if I'm not a good artist? What if I'm not those things? And then she also asks herself, like, what if I am? Like, there's things that's like, what if I'm just beating myself up? What if I can just do this? What if this is what I'm supposed to do? What if that's what I want to do? And that resonated with me. There's a few things where I'm just like, God damn, I don't know if I want to read this anymore. Mm-hmm. A self-reflection moment. Yeah. Oh, man. It was heavy. I did, like, it- in the middle of the book, when I got to about 80, where it just started over again. Yeah, she's I can control this. I'm gonna do whatever. There's just so many strange design choices though, really. Yeah. Like I said, those pages or like you were talking about those pages where it's she leaves a couple of blank pages for us to write our own story. 
before that, it's just text, but it's text as if she's writing it on an iPhone. Yeah. So it's like in these little bubbles. The story that she tells about the potato is really funny, though. I don't oh, my God. I laughed so hard. And I and this is why I'm not even talking about if I loved this book or not, but there were a few moments where I laughed out loud. Yeah. Because I, it's such a personal story that I and I feel like I'm an empathetic person. And so I'm like in invested in this story, right? And so to break up this heavy dialogue and tell this silly story, which is still heavy, it talks about how she's like, we've all been there, introverted, and it's I'd rather just keep walking. And she's the only way for me to go past that is to leave. And it was just like, I know I've been in that situation where it's okay, now I'm in an awkward situation. How do I get out of it? And for her mm-hmm. to put the potato in the elevator. It doesn't just end there, though. Put the potato in the elevator. Now she has to walk back in the house without the potato. You're <laughs> just walking out with it. Oh, my God. Mm. I think it was a good break. Yeah, it was It was funny. I definitely laughed out loud at that part. Lots of references to her old work. She had a story about a character named Billy something. It was about this character that was an artist who was about to do this art show, but she had two weeks before she became completely blind. Mm. It was like one of her early works, which kind of got her buzz. And then she was working on Rain, which Rain is an old novel that she was illustrating with a writer that kind of worked it to comic books. I've heard great things about both. It makes me want to go back and read them, but I'm, I don't know, man. Well, I, I don't feel like you need to read those stories to get this. Like she kind of explains like what she's working on and things like that. I'm trying to think of what else. What else? What do you think about the story about her? There's this ongoing theme of her going to meet this guy, not to be in love. Like we've been there. Everyone's been there. And then she meets it. And that, I was like, this, t- this dude is terrible the entire time. Even when she was like, oh, I'm in love. I'm like, this dude is terrible. Yeah, so she goes, she is English, I assume, uh-huh. in the UK, and she is going to, she's coming to America to meet this a fellow artist, another artist, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was interesting, because he's, I'm not going to hold your hand, Yeah, I don't know, he says that, he says he's not going to hold her hand, he says, I don't know if you know what this is, like, you're going to let somebody fly all the way across the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, and then be like, hey, I, I know that we talked about this, but like, this isn't anything. This is just whatever. <laughs> yeah. You want to drop acid, though? Yeah. I'm like, this dude sucks, man. Yeah. But Not that dropping the... acid is bad. If that's what you want to do, it. I'm just saying, as a whole, she wrote it very well to where even if her character is enamored with this guy, we know that he's not that great. Yeah. There was another really funny moment. I'm just scrolling through the book right now where her friend gets too drunk and like throws up and <laughs> yeah. she ends up on the bathroom floor and her ass is hanging out. And I was like, what? That's a strange detail. But so there's two funny parts to that. When she sits down to pee or whatever, and there's this image, but this box there, it says poignant and thought provoking image comics, 2022. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It was so great. And then at the bottom, it's just, just piss. Or yeah. But then she's talking to her friend and she's like telling her kind of, a, she's like, when you tell that story, make sure my ass is hanging out while I'm on the bathroom floor. I was yeah. like, that's too funny that it all connects now. I, I will say that I thought about you maybe a few times in this book, but at that point where her friend Zoe or her friend 
Izzy. Whatever her name. Izzy throws yeah. up from drinking. Beautiful automatopia. <laughs> you got to throw it in there. I love it. But she gets pissed off. Just like I feel like in this situation, if this was you and I, this is how it would play out. Uh-huh. You would get mad and go to bed. But then if you walked in on the bathroom, be like on the ground, you would be like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. She's oh, my God, he's dead. I could have stopped it. She's she's my best friend. She's dead now. And then she hears her snore and she's like, it's the perfect. That's a real life thing. I thought that was so good. And like you said, the payoff of, hey, I wanted to add, give you content for your your story. Make sure my ass cheeks are out. I thought that was great. Yeah. I was there's there's lots of so this book is very ad right like you said it's, oh, yeah. it's very much like she wrote it as a diary what's going on yeah she talks about this dog she sees this like stray dog and tries to catch it or whatever <sighs> what a and dark I, scene that first one <laughs> yeah and I did I thought that maybe she was just making up content but it she talks about it later so she says Satan picks up the dog by the back <laughs> or whatever but. It, She's talking about the actual owner, like picks up this dog by the hind leg and, and punches it. it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then just walks away holding it by the hind leg. It's like, yeah. damn, dude. And so she spends a little bit of time trying to figure out how to stop that. But then gives it just doesn't really. She's also, yeah. And she even mentioned that she's like, if I was a better liar, and there's one instance, she's like, if I was a better liar, then I would tell you that I went over to the, and she like explains like how she saved the dog and we became, I adopted the dog and all these things. She was like, I, I don't know that. Yeah. I just kind of let it, it just happened. It went away. Uh, I thought that was great. But the Sad. dog does come back a lot. Like he's yeah. in the, in the book several times. What'd you think about the acid trip pages? Those were crazy, man. Yeah. So I have a talent for being able to read upside down and backwards. Me too. And so, I didn't have to try very hard on that, but I was like, damn, this well, is not... I had to do it twice, but I was also like, I'm not going to flip it over. Like, no. I can do this. <laughs> I was just going to skip it. One of the other... If I couldn't get it that way, I was just going to move back. <laughs> yeah. One of the other really funny parts of this book is some pages she'll cut out an actual picture or something. Yeah. And she's talking to this guy. She went overseas to meet or whatever. And he says, you look exactly like the way you depict yourself. And she does in these other things, like she, she's a pretty young woman, long black hair or whatever. But a majority of the time she's depicting herself as this little bald man. Yeah. And so when there's like this morphed Photoshop picture <laughs> of her actual face, looking like that little bald person, I thought yeah, it was there's like a, a real nice cat thing. head. She's yeah, you look like a cat, and then he's you looked exactly, and it was like a gross edit of a human head. Yeah, it was interesting that he was a cat, and his kids were cats. I actually played this. I hadn't heard this. I like Cake the band a lot. Yeah, and he suggests that they listen to Cake or whatever. And I I had never really heard this song, so I had to turn it on just so I could get the beat in my head. (laughs) She seems like a cool chick, even though like. Her life is not, it's like sad, right? And I guess it's up to interpretation. But this dude is like terrible. And the fact where he's, I love my ex. Also, I might have given you an STD. It's just like all this that, stuff. She like never freaks out. I'm just what? Yeah, that was insane. When he's, my ex just called and she said that I gave her an STI. So you might want to get checked when you go back. Damn, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah terrible man terrible but yeah that's that's just how the story goes essentially it had the last thing i want to make note of is that 
she's right she's back home she's writing and she's like talking to herself in this like meditative reflection moment with her younger self she was like this is the ending of the story and she's like what story and then there's like a the page of real life it's like a real life picture of her and it just transitioned perfectly in my head you weren't expecting it but fits exactly with what she's doing in the book and then she takes a break and she, re- even in the dialogue, she references that she wrote the last four pages months later when she felt like she would be in a better headspace. And I mm-hmm. thought it was a beautiful, like the dialogue at the end was great. man. Yeah. It's a really neat moment too, because she's sitting there drawing and everything. And then there's a real life picture of her and her flat, like on the floor. Yeah. Drawing the book that we're reading. Yeah. And even the very sort of funny ending where she's like all this thing she goes in this monologue and she's this monologue's getting out of hand but if i can leave you with one thing it's and there's like a, <laughs> a final box and then a bird flies in front of it i thought that was freaking perfect oh god i must have been too tired i didn't even notice that i thought the end of the book was the back page like the very oh, back where it says so there's like leave you one thing and then this book is not supposed to exist yeah ah that makes sense i can see that Oh man, that's it's way funnier though. The way it's, I wish I'd noticed that. <laughs> I enjoyed this book, man. It was it's really hard with heavy things. I tend to try to stay away from it, but I just I don't know, man. It was so personal that I really enjoyed it. I'm interested to hear what your overall thoughts are. There's a lot that I do like about it. I don't. I didn't. Okay, the way I said that, it sounds like I dislike it, and I don't. Yeah, it was just really heavy. It but... is very heavy, man. And I love that one, she's a traditional artist. She uses Bristol board and a and like a quill ink pen. I love the, how she references her work and these moments where she'll have a picture of something that she's drawing. Or like you said, you see this stack of papers. That's the comic that we're reading right now. There's so many great moments in this. It's just very, and I feel like it maybe it should have been broken up a little bit, at least with like a, I don't know, just something. Yeah, I did not- I thought they were going to do that when we get that first doodle of that guy on the skateboard. I thought they were going to break it up like that. We, we didn't get that. And that's where I was at, where it was like 80 pages in. I'm like, what? This feels like half the story. And then there was 100 pages left. Yeah, it was a lot. What but, didn't you like about it? Besides it like being erratic? I don't know. There's not a lot I didn't like about it. I wish that I feel it's tough that it's real. Yeah. That I feel bad for her. I do, uh, but and again, I feel like I relate to a lot of it. I'm just like in in my own head, man, like constantly. And my wife is probably the only person that really knows that whole thing. But just the constant, like even how she talks about having friends, it's having real long friendships, it's hard, man. You and I are a lot alike. I think that's why we're such good friends. But mm-hmm. like having other people and things like that, it, it can get kind of hard. And the way she depicts it in here, I'm like, yeah, that's real life, man. Or like when she's talking to the barista that knows her name and she's, I should say something like, oh, but then doesn't do it. There's so many times in my life where I'm in that same, if I do say something, it's a bad day for the barista. And they're like, they don't want to talk. Or if I psych myself out of it, I just don't do it. It's just like constant moments like that in my life uh, that I was like, yeah, that's real life, man. I think that's yeah. why I liked it so much. And she even tries to, she even, once she tries to say something and gets cut off 
Mother yeah. Brisa asking for money. She probably wasn't saying it very loud when Brisa didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's another moment with that where she's on the upswing and like talks to the barista and says some really positive things about her sweater or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. And then she's on the subway or whatever and she's a guy sits next to her and he was like, What are you going out of town for? It it stops and she's guess you'll never know. And she says, That was the coolest thing I've ever said. In my yeah, life. <laughs> that guy's gonna be in love with me forever. So funny. What'd you think about the artwork? Oh, it's phenomenal. There's so many in art school. I remember talking about how I, I don't like Pablo Picasso. Uh, I don't like a lot of, I'm not a huge fan of cubism, but to me, I was like, this is lazy. But then it's like, no, look, he actually can, right? Here's some of his earlier work. I was like, oh, so he's like choosing to do that. <laughs> there's something about that. Like when someone can make something that's very simplistic, look really good and well thought out and well done. Like her guy, that's just like a blob of white is really great. It's really great. And her kind of real bubbly character characterization. that's like manga inspired, yeah. like chibi. Oh man. It's just so good. And her style is really amazing. Yeah. So I told you before we started recording, I had an interesting anecdote about the creator. A few months ago, had to be, it feels like a decade ago, we reviewed a book called Ha Ha. It was an anthology, horror anthology. Mm, Yes, I remember that. We weren't big fans of it. Second issue of that series, I remember specifically, there was a lady on the cover with a clown nose. And uh, you and I weren't fans of the art at all. Like, I think it's one of our biggest remarks of it is I like, couldn't get past the art. It's the same creator. Yeah. And so I thought about it. I was like, I thought about it for a good minute. Like, why did I feel that way? And I pulled up that second issue of Ha Ha. And after I read it and I read, read through it and I still feel the same way. I think why I liked it so much and I'm jealous about this because the way I draw is rigid and hypercritical of myself. And this book just feels like expressive and loose and just whatever she wanted to put on the page, she did. With the haha book, it feels like this is what you're supposed to do. Like you're conforming your style to fit this rather yeah. than doing balls to the wall, whatever you wanted to do. And I say I'm jealous because I just, I don't know, maybe with practice and time and building confidence i could do that but it just like it, i i haven't seen anything done like this creative ever or in a very long time and i thought it was interesting that it was the same creator it was funny yeah that was another thing they she brought up she had done some covers she had, for like an overwatch comic book or whatever which i thought was funny. <laughs> yeah I think yeah. I have that somewhere. The person getting inside was like, hey, you did the Overwatch comic. She was like, oh, actually, I just did the cover. And they're like, oh, your style's good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, would you recommend this book to anybody? So- Certainly. I think this is one of those. I think this is one of those bridge the gap books. If you're not into comic books, because there's people, it's the same same kind of argument people have about like video games, like video games aren't art. Video games are just shooting people or whatever. I'm like, have you ever played Shadow of the Colossus? Oh, oh my god, that's so a heavy game. Yeah, this is like this. Hey, this is a comic book, but it's really heavy. It's really well done. Like you should really look into yeah. it. So yeah. yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I, I would too, with maybe a warning that it is heavy. The 
preface of the book does a good job. She has that trigger warning and then I didn't I had no idea what this book was about. Again, one of my favorite writers recommended it. So I was like, oh yeah, we'll check it out. Let's end mm-hmm. yeah, again, let's end the year with a good book. And then I read that <laughs> that first warning and I was like, ooh, I don't know if this book is for me and Simon. We're all kind of not dark guys, but we're troubled artist i'd like to say (laughs) i was weary going into it but there was moments where i was reading it where i was laughing out loud man like some of the things that and some of the things that she's gone through and some of the ways that she depicts it like uh one instance to wrap this up one instance she's working she's trying to get this the the book rain done before she goes to convention but covid happens and all this stuff but she's working on it and one of the characters from Rain is like over her shoulder and she's going through this like inner monologue about being a troubled artist and all these things. And the characters, are you just going to sit around sucking your own dick all day? <laughs> it's like very candid with herself. And she does that th- throughout the whole entire thing. And like part of her turmoil is that she's, I'm complaining about this. And like, if I'm not good enough, but I also have a seat at the table where people tell me I'm good enough and I'm taking it for granted with this, oh, woe with me thing. And it just, I'm very privileged. And as you, that's a spiral as well. It's, oh, now I'm kicking myself when I should just be doing the thing that I'm lucky enough to do. I thought this book was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It's just sometimes it's, as a person that gets down in the dumps, that's why we're reading this is really because December is like <laughs> notorious <laughs> for everybody being down. But yeah, if somebody gets down, it's hard to be reminded of that. Yeah. yeah from yeah. extraneous sources that are like, yeah, it sucks. Life sucks. Sucks yeah. for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching their, watching her interaction with her family, I was like, that's me. I talked about it earlier in this episode, how I just don't want to go home because I just don't want to deal with all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. not that I don't care about my family. It's not that I don't. It's just, it, I agree. It is hard to be reminded of a lot of this stuff, but I enjoyed the fact that it was like, not. it's not light. There are light moments with the characters that make it more bearable. It's not like a dark Zack Snyder film where it's just like, fuck, I don't want to read this anymore. This is so depressing. Yeah, I was in for the, the highs and the lows of this book. And yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, it's good. Give it what, a are you gonna, what are you going to grade this thing? Let's see. I'm going to grade it. It's not on the chart. Uh, a fruitcake. <laughs> we have, no, we have a holiday theme. Christmas theme. Christmas, Christmas toast. I'm one of five people in the world that likes fruitcake. I would say I give it a, I think, a D4. To me, it's as close to perfect as anything could be as far as the books that we've read. Yeah, I'm going to go, I agree, it's because it's so original, because it, the way it was mapped out, and like you said, it was erratic, and I think because like I have like an erratic brain, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm following this, like he, he like, not saying it was hard for you to follow, but I was like, oh yeah, this is how I think, like a numerous times where she's like, oh man, the worms in my brain, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's real life. So yeah, I, I give it an E5. It's nearly perfect. I don't really have any complaints besides it was just like, like you said, hard to read at some points. Especially that last re- revelation with the depression that talks back. Ah, don't blame me. It's all on you, man. And that was hard to like internalize. Yeah, because that's a real thing. Sometimes Yeah. 
Sometimes you just wallow in it. Yeah. And it was sad um, in the middle where she's going back and forth. Her parents are lovely. And she like yells at her parents. And then you realize that her mom was also depressed. And it's like a thing that she's like, it's, it's a thing that's passed down from my family. And I was like, damn, that's fucking real life, man. That's also real life. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was hard to, to read for me. That's just life, man. And I don't want to be like, oh, what well, with me? I don't want people to think, oh, Lex is a tortured guy. I would say that in jest, but also not. So that's that. I recommend it. It was great. That's all I got, man. It's the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, just thanks for everybody for listening. For those that do and stuck with us this year, we're glad that we can provide some sort of entertainment for you. And we're hoping to do it again. We're going to keep going. Yeah. I was like, why not, man? Like I said, at the end of the day, it's really like we read the comic book as like a just to have a reason to do the show. But if you guys knew how much I cut out of the episode, it'd be like an hour and 45 minutes. Sam and I record for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. It, it is kind of, it's the comic book review is our sidebar. And yeah, really. it's essentially like just to have a reason to podcast. Essentially, it's just Simon and I talking. And I think that's the, the best part. And that's why I love it so much. The weeks that I can't record, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, sounds like not me, bitch. We're taking time <laughs> well, uh, If we, it would be different if we weren't going to still record some stuff. But yeah. Yeah, we're not taking December off, really. We're still recording. We're still talking every week. It's just that you we're just keeping it going. Every year that we've done it, we've taken Christmas break off. It's like a this thing. Most people are too busy in December anyway. So let's just take it off, give everybody a breather, and come back strong. Fantastic Four Life Story is going to come out in December, mm-hmm. so we'll, maybe we'll read that <laughs> going into the new year. Oh, really? Yeah, we need to. No, not people don't love it as much as they love Spider-Man, so I don't think it'll have the same gravity, but I'm excited. That's all I got. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, holidays, whatever you do. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Happy everything. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next year. Or if you have this like, as a back catalog, you're not listening to this until 2023. Happy Welcome. New Year's. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to 2023. Oh, God. Uh, we'll see you it's guys. The future. We'll see you guys soon.